Welcome back to another episode of Two Jack Bros. And if it is your first time, thank you for giving us a shot. Welcome to you as well. I am Sydney. I am sitting next to Ansley. Hello. And today our guest is none other than the Sam Buck. Thank you so much for having me. Hell yeah, Sam. What's up, man? I'm excited to be here. I got to Philly this weekend doing some shows. It'll, it'll, we got one tonight. It'll be fun. I yeah. Nice. Yeah, Trip last night. Yeah. Tripped and drove to Wilmington, Delaware last night. <laughs> All right. That sounds like an interesting experience. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, before we get into that, let me just tell you guys, do everything that you do to show love to a podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Definitely give us some reviews on iTunes and ratings on iTunes. It helps grow the podcast. And we're the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts right now. So contribute to that. <laughs> It's a good stat. Yeah. Congratulations. Be part of that. Yeah. <laughs> On the most beautiful day ever we found that Yes. Out. Yes. You know? That your kids can't enjoy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so definitely do that. And be sure to check out Sam's podcast, The Bucked Up Podcast, where he interviews rappers and artists and people from all weeks of life, walks of life, people from all walks of life. And in his uh, fun and unique way, uh, Sam. Yes. Tell us a little bit about this trip into Wilmington you did. Oh, yeah. So I, it was record store day yesterday, and they were giving out these like mushroom drinks. Yeah. So I was like, oh, word, I'll drink it. And then the event ended early, and we were still like tripping. What's record? Like go to get records? Like yeah. Record like store? there's like it's like the national holiday, and there okay. was a bunch of at Crate Diggers in Philly, there were, where the show is tonight, actually. There was a bunch of like rappers and DJs. But then we drove to Wilmington while tripping, and <laughs> one, it's tiny, but two, I've been to some of the worst, like, worst places on earth, like, some of, like, the hoods in Chicago, Detroit. Wilmington was the one of the craziest places I've ever been. It yeah. was, it was, I was surprised. There was a shooting it comes that out happened. Of we literally pulled into Wilmington, and there was a shooting happening. Really? Like, police investigating a shooting, literally within a minute of pulling in. Huh. Welcome to Wilmington. <laughs> <laughs> I've been out to blood check-ins in Chicago. Like I've been to like the worst parts of Detroit, and I was like, "Damn, Wilmington, Delaware, really?" Yeah, nice. it comes out. Yeah, we we got some pride in our crime here. <laughs> Go Wilmington. Yeah. So, uh, Sam, do you know what we do on this podcast? Yes, I do. Um, I watched the Ani. Oh, nice episode. Yeah, it's a great episode. Ani Moosh. Yeah, shout out Ani. Uh, people really enjoyed that. So if you're listening and you don't know what we do on this podcast, basically the premise is to prove that you can have a sense of humor and still reach enlightenment slash a higher consciousness. So what we do is we take our guest who would be Sam today through the process of enlightenment so that you can laugh your way to a higher consciousness. Ansley and I also do the same. Yes. <laughs> Sam, are you ready for this? I'm so excited. I need enlightenment right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ansley, let's do this. Sam, what situation or event gave you the most information? Um, shit, probably mm, at the beginning of quarantine, I was pretty lost. And uh, the person I was seeing at the time uh, ended it with me. I was supposed to move to New York with them. And uh, they kind of told me how lost I was. 
And you know when someone tells you that and you don't like realize it at first, you kind of like push it off. You know, they were like, you're hanging with the wrong people, you're drinking too much, and you're not like dealing with shit you have, like family shit. And I was like, yeah, fuck you. Like, I'm just going to keep doing what I need to do. And um, this, I had to tell that story to say that I did a DMT trip oh. with, a, with a shaman on Cape Cod. And um, during that trip is when I realized the information that I needed was right there and that she was right when she said that stuff to me. So in that trip is where I think I gained the most knowledge because that's when I started my podcast is after that. Um, after I started medit- I started meditating and doing yoga seriously, trying to w- work on my body and my mind. Like, So I would say that DMT trip was a very... Uh, changing experience so did that dmt trip basically teach you that all of the people that you were hanging out with that she was saying were the wrong people were you just like i'll just start interviewing them at a podcast (laughs) 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 that way that way she's wrong and i get to still hang out with all the same people (laughs) yeah this is for my job now Yeah, uh, we're not chilling. We're working. It's different. We're you guys productive. ever do DMT? Mm-mm. No. Was that your first time, or did you? That do was my first time, and I've now done it three times. Um, but I try to think about it, like, because I saw Buddha at that time. Mm. The first time, or the, the first time? time. Okay. And I was like, did I really see, like what came from that? I tried to think, like, what gave me this like awakening moment in my life. And I think it was honestly more because it was like a near-death experience. Yeah. Mm. Like when you DMT, maybe it's a spiritual experience, maybe it's not. But it was like when people talk about near-death experiences, they're like, I had a newfound like appreciation for life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I got out of it. And I think that was the information I needed. Was it each time you've done it since then, the three times, have you gone back to the shaman in Cape Cod? Uh, The second time, yes. But nothing has been as powerful as the first time because it was such a different experience than anything I'd ever lived through in my entire life. Yeah. The third time was at a concert with Danny Brown. So that was (laughs) a little different. I was also tripping on mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, One second. Ansley, who's Danny Brown? Uh, I don't know, Charlie Brown's brother. He sounds like a cool guy. <laughs> Do you know who Danny Brown is? Yeah, he's a rapper. Yeah, yeah, he's oh, a okay. rapper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just actually signed a podcast deal with uh, Tom Segura. He's starting a podcast on your mom's house network. So shout out. Oh, shout yeah, out cool. For that. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, when you took DMT the first time, did you have what they call the blast off experience? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if, if you can just like... Uh, really quickly ex- explain what your blast off experience was like. I just want to give people an idea what DMT is. Okay. Uh, so you have to hit it out of like a, a crack pipe almost. Off to a terrible start. I know. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, this is, I'm saying yeah. all <laughs> this. Drink a tea. I'm saying it. <laughs> so I'm not mug. like, uh, I don't want people to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and you have to heat it up with a torch and it looks like heroin. Like oh, it's dude. like brown the powder. Way, in Wilmington is where you have to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a different brown powder. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you have to hit it three times. And the first time you hit it, shit starts like moving kind of like a mushroom trip. Mm-hmm. The second time is when you're like strap yourself in and then the third time you close your eyes and you just kind of like go up. Yeah. And when you go up, that's when I saw Buddha 
<laughs> um, and you're supposed to go in with questions, like about what you need in life. Yeah. And Is when my you... ex girlfriend a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Is she wrong about everything? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and when you come out, you already know the answers to the question you have beforehand. Yeah. Kung Fu Panda style. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kung Fu Panda is actually about a DMT trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could very well be. Yeah. Go back yeah. and look at it. Uh, yeah. Did Buddha talk to you or he was yeah, just Yeah, he was where this I know how crazy this sounds when I talk about it. So like I'm putting that in the You might be you might be talking to the wrong couple for this to sound crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're like this sounds about right. <laughs> I imagined him kind of on like the like I imagined we were on the Himalayas honestly. And he was wearing a like a Hawaiian shirt that was open and flowing. <laughs> and he had like long hair, which you never imagine Buddha with hair, but like yeah. long hair, bald on top. And he was like laughing in a happy way. Chest hair? No chest hair. Okay. Just long, like what are those? Scullets? Yeah. <laughs> a scullet. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he was laughing and, uh, the only question I had at that time is what do I need to do to be a better version of myself? And uh, he was laughing and he goes, if that's the only question you have for me, then you know what you need to do. Mm. Buddha is wise. Buddha is wise. Your, your version of Buddha sounds like a disgraced guru who probably was disgraced for diddling. <laughs> <laughs> I think that shows worse on you that you brought me into your house. <laughs> yeah, the diddling Buddha guy. He's going to bring him to your house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty fun experience. Yeah. And that's, that's a pretty it's a pretty interesting thing. I'm not saying go out there and do DMT listeners. I'm not either. But I'm just saying, if you want to meet the diddling Buddha, <laughs> if you have any interest, you know, DMT is the way. Yeah. And you've, you've like, you've kept with meditating every day or like consistently I, I since I did then? for so long. And then I would say over the last six months, that's why I said I needed enlightenment is over mm. the past six months, everything has just gotten bigger for me like my podcast took off i was able to travel and do stand-up on a smaller scale like things are happening and that's when i feel like i need to keep consistency the most and that's yeah. when i've lost consistency mm. and i also don't want to be the person that's like oh i need to go back and have another dmt experience to find it again like i want to be able to find it on my own because i found that enlightenment and i feel lost at this point like damn, like shit's going well and I don't feel that connection to a higher power that I did when shit wasn't going well. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, that's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta... Yeah. Can we be diddling Buddhas? <laughs> you you guys are my diddling Buddhas. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely diddling Buddhas. <laughs> if we're any type of Buddhas at yes. all, we're definitely the diddling type. So what we're going to do now is going to open up your chakras from the ground up, starting with the root chakra. Ansley, let's go. All right, Sam, how did you learn to overcome fear? I think I'm still trying to figure out how to overcome fear. I'm a very anxious, nervous person. And I think my fear, when I started smoking weed, I smoke a lot of weed. Mm-hmm. And when I <laughs> Not started... to brag. <laughs> no, I'm saying it in a bad way. Like, I smoke... I smoke like a rapper, but I'm a comedian, which is not a good... Yeah. <laughs> um, 
when I started smoking weed, it was to calm anxiety. And now, like, I'm just stoned all the time, and it doesn't give me fear, but I still feel that kind of, like, feeling, even though you don't deal with it, because that's what weed does. It Like, you can deal with it, or it can just, like, cover over it. Mm, so you're using weed as a cover. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Who do, who doesn't? I don't think I think you have people have to be honest about weed consumption. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you can use it, but you can also use it to deal with it. I think some people, you know, column A and column B, right? Yeah. Some people are going to use it to deal with things more, some people are going to use it to cover things more. But I think it's a yin and yang. Yeah, is that a diddling reference? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think they both go hand in hand. Yeah. Because if you're using it to, you're still using a substance to deal with something. And trust me, I'm a person who loves, and that, that has to go with the covering up at some point. Okay. So, in uh, any time in your history, can you remember when you were the most scared? When I was a kid. I was such a scared kid. That's what I mean. I think the DMT trip also made me not be scared. It made me realize that, like, if it's a near-death experience, if that's instead of a spiritual awakening, if we like a near-death experience, it made me be like, no, you just have to focus on the things you do. It doesn't really matter what it is and do it. I started the podcast as a self-help podcast with open mic comedians. Mm -hmm. I now travel around and interview some of the coolest rappers in the world. Like, I just had to start something, and I found my way with it. Yeah. And before that, I was scared to start anything because I wanted to be perfect. If I start something, it has to be just how I want. Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to do is find, like, trying to get an idea of, like, the pinnacle fear experience for you. So when you were a kid, mm. you were a very anxious kid. Can you remember any one moment that st sticks out to you as, like, the height of fear? Yeah, man. I'm so scared of people hating me or information ruining shit. Like... When I was 13 years old, uh, that's when my parents got divorced. And my mom flew me out to Baltimore with her. I didn't know they were divorced. It was on spring break. And uh, she tells me that my dad's cheating on her and they're getting a divorce. And so I call my dad up and I'm like, you're cheating on mom and you're getting a divorce? And he's like, what are you talking about? Oh. So she had me tell him that they were getting what? a divorce oh, and that she knew he was cheating. Wait. She also had you tell him that he was cheating. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow. What if that's how he found out he was cheating? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. So that's, wait, what? That's how he found out she knew. Yeah. yeah. And so that I'm so like honestly I'm so scared to tell anyone anything because I'm like uh oh that is like, crazy. Yeah. Did did that conversation with your dad go on a long time or was it just like oh my god I'll talk to you later bye I mean and, like, he cried and yeah, I wow. think like on the phone on the phone yeah because like, I was he, in like, Baltimore and there was a woman sucking his dick and he was <laughs> like I I am cheating. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny though because during the time that he was cheating he would take us to church <laughs> we weren't even religious but i think that was like is like i can get my dick sucked if we go to church every week <laughs> when yeah, uh with your, mom, kneeling. <laughs> <laughs> your mom took you to baltimore is that like that's like where she family's was, from wow so you were just there for we were a at bit a family, you weren't like yeah. moving no it, it literally like, was our spring break i was oh. like yeah we're going down to baltimore for spring break wow yeah that's a smooth move i mean was i mean 
was that kind you of you guys uh, can use that in your <laughs> 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 you're ready, get your kids yeah. to break you guys yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Now, was that your mom's play? Like she was telling you because she knew that you would talk to your dad. I don't know. To, it had to be I, right. I, like, I'm guessing. Like, is your mom like a, a non-confrontational person? No, I think my mom just really wanted to hurt my dad, and she thought that was a way to get him. Yeah, and oh, I don't. Are think you an only she, child? Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, she got him. And I don't think she like thought about how it would affect me. And you've never had a conversation with your mom. About, I have like, had a conversation yeah. after after the DMT. Like, no, you, after the DMT oh, trip, wow. it, that was the shit with my family. I had to deal with that. That girl was talking about. Yeah. And of course, there's a lot of other stuff with yeah. family, but like that's one of the like. How did did she did she take ownership that like yeah that probably wasn't cool to do to you or was she very defensive? Yeah, about I think it? she now does, but I think you also block shit out like that in your mind. Like yeah. you don't even think that that really happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she's like that didn't really happen. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but like, when, because when you're you, I think. I don't know if you like at that point if you could see your parents as like people or if they were still mm-hmm. like parents to you if you know what I mean. At that point, I saw them as parents. As parents. Now yeah. I see them as people. And like I think you know, like as a person, like a lady with a husband that's cheating, like that's a lot going on. And like yeah. as a kid, you can't, you don't know that your parents are like dealing with all this emotional baggage and stuff. Like yeah. And it's so dumb because I remember like my parents would fight a lot, you know, bad, and I'd always be like, "You'll never get a divorce, right?" And she'd. <laughs> If a kid asks you that, you're yeah. going to say no. Yeah. You can't yeah. be like, maybe one day, you know, <laughs> like you got to say no to that kid. Fingers so, uh, crossed, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so when that shit happens and you're young and you're like, but you told me you'd never get a divorce, you know, yeah. it's yeah. like, that's the shit that affects you, I think, more as a kid. But when you re- you're older, you're like, oh, yeah, of course you would say that. We yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Sam, I consider that a fear chakra unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you also induced fear in us as a couple. <laughs> That's not how this is supposed to work, Sam. <laughs> you think your kids could have po- semi-successful podcast. <laughs> All right, Ansley, let's move this along. Okay. So, Sam, this is a segment we like to call My Bad. It's an opportunity for you to abol- apologize to a person, place, or thing in order to set your karma back. Back to neutral. Mm. Man, I'd like to apologize to that ex who told me all the right shit. I think if you if you just heard that story that I just told, you probably realize I'm not a great boyfriend. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I didn't realize that childhood trauma changes to relationships. So in relationships, I'm a good boyfriend until I get angry and I don't. I would, ne- but I yell because I'm scared. And then I get scared that I'm yelling and I cry because I'm a cancer. And so, <laughs> so then I'm just upset sobbing. And no, you girls are always like, guys should show their emotions. But once a girl sees that, you're done. Like, you're done for. Now, that cancer is astrological cancer? Or you mean like... Astrological okay. cancer. Yeah. <laughs> I am a cancer to everyone that I meet. That too. That yeah. is true too. I am malignant. That's what male emotions are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just oh, kidding. Man, I'm cancers... One of those wet eye kids. Dude, you're crying. It's not eye kids. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Yeah, exes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you. Uh, I should be able to control my emotions better and not lash out in an emotional way. 
Now, when you when you're saying that right now, is there a specific lash out moment that comes to your mind where you're like, that was the one that deserves the apology the most? Not really. What is your style of lashing out? I mean, I, so we got yell, cry. We got ang- anger, yell, cry. How do you how do you wrap that up in like uh, gain? How do you attempt to gain any forgiveness in that? Oh, uh, there's no forget. That's what I mean. Once a girl see, once any partner sees that version of yourself, I think it's very hard to come back from when you're just like a baby in that moment. You're just like lashing out your emotions. You're crying. You're yelling. You don't know what you need. I'm not saying physical, like, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about like when you like. I should be able to wrap my ha- head around whatever is coming at me. Yeah. Man, I agree with this. So Ansley and I, we don't we don't argue very often. You know, we've been together for 22 years. We kind of figured out how to communicate with each other and how to sort things out with each other. But like a couple weeks ago, I, I, we didn't argue. I fucking lashed out like a baby, and I think about it every fucking day. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, do you think about it <laughs> sometimes? Yeah, right. It's <laughs> sometimes like, it's it was it was ugly. Yeah, it was it was it was uh, it was very embarrassing. I'm yeah. very embarrassed about But I that. think, I mean, you said we don't argue now, but like at the beginning of our relationship, we argued a lot. And I think we both saw each other at very ugly places, like very mm-hmm. embarrassing, you know, situations where you'd be like, normally you'd be like, I would rather just never see you again. You know, yeah, like yeah. I don't want to take ownership from that. <laughs> yeah, but we did, we couldn't let the other person leave with that information about us. Mm. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, the way you just acted was way out of line, but... You got too much dirt on me, so we'll figure out how to make this work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. I think about that because a really good friend introduced me to that girl. Uh-huh. So I always think about, damn, she knows, like, <laughs> <laughs> like we, I don't think we could ever be as good friends after yeah. that. Yeah. Because it's like, damn, you know that I, like cry like a little bitch when I can't when I don't get a text back you know what I mean like <laughs> nice <laughs> nice so that's definitely a pelvis chakra unlocked that was the pelvis chakra yeah. by the way and uh Ansley yeah keep it moving so Sam how do you deal with disappointment in yourself all right we just got done doing Sam's Patreon episode and boy was it a fucking doozy <laughs> One dollar gets you all of our exclusive content, which is the counter to this podcast, what we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we enlighten our guest shadow self. And boy, did Sam had a lot of shadow self to enlighten. (laughs) Sam, did you have a good time? I had such a good time. Thank you for having me. Hell yeah, man. That was awesome. And like I said, one dollar gets you all of our exclusive content, which is, like I said, the counter to this podcast, Two Jack Bros After Dark, as well as any fight commentary and analysis analysis that we do on Ansley's jujitsu matches. And some comedy stuff, some stand-up stuff. It's all in there for $1. All of our exclusive content. Get yourselves in there. And now we're going to get back to this episode and find out how Sam moves past disappointment. Mm, Constantly and consistently. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like... Don't this get ready. Is, Stay ready. This is <laughs> such a shitty mentality to have, but it's the one I have. Mm-hmm. All my success comes from me hating myself. 
because the second I stop hating myself and the second I stop disappointing myself is the second that I'm content. And the second I'm content is the second I don't want to grow anymore. He has clearly been hanging out with rappers. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't hate myself, I die, motherfucker. <laughs> it's true, but that's how I feel. I feel like, damn, because I'm a lazy person. And the only way that I've been not lazy is hating myself. And so, like, as soon as I become stagnant, that's why I've been lazy the last six months. This shit's been going well, so I'm like, I don't need to work out. Uh. I'll eat Chinese food. I'll eat McDonald's. I'll get fucked up. I'll get high as shit, and I don't drink crazy like I did at you. But I'll get so high that I don't remember what happened, and I'll stoned, not fucking anything else, and I'll eat McDonald's. And it's like, but then I gained weight, and now I'm gained 40 pounds. And I lost 80, 60, 60 to 80 over quarantine. And then I gained 40 of that back. And it's like, damn, shit might be going well, but not in my mind. Because now I'm even more disappointed in how my private life is. Yeah. Okay. So have you channeled that 40 pounds of disappointment into anything positive yet? Uh, I've been trying to go to the gym when I'm at home, but I'm, I've been not consistent. That's why I feel like I lost touch with uh, my higher power. It's because the higher power gives you consistency. Dude, the higher power is jacked as fuck. The <laughs> yeah. higher power is like, dude, do you even bench anymore? <laughs> Legit, yeah. yeah. Like I used to run a 5K or more five days a week. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a lot. <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's, that's impressive even for someone. And, and, then like I would, and then the days off, I would bike 30 to 40 miles. Oh, wow. wow. And that was because I was heartbroken, though. <laughs> yeah like it's coming coming from a place of exactly pain. Yeah. and now i'm not heartbroken shit's going well so it's like yeah hmm. that is, i think that is hard like where your motivation comes from like beating yourself up and then like getting through like finding another way to find that motivation like yeah. a positive motivation and then someone was like you just got to find another muse but it's hard to find another muse because you don't want to put that on anyone else yeah, yeah. well i <laughs> So uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit, but um, I always like to ask people this, like in your childhood, did you participate in anything like sports or theater or any sort of organized thing with other uh, people, other you know, people in your peer group where you experienced disappointment? Yeah, I uh, played sports growing up um, and I did theater, but sports, my dad was the coach and my dad was a D1 athlete and I was like probably a C athlete okay and what sport are we talking basketball baseball basketball soccer he coached them all uh-huh oh, wow nice. um and i was always a c and i didn't like it that much like i think as a kid i was like oh but i didn't like it that much like that was yeah. his thing and i yeah. felt like i always disappointed him because i wasn't as good as like he was so that's like yeah i i'm also an only child and i'm always a loner like when I was a kid, like I had friends, but I felt like I, uh, because of all the shit going on at home, I felt like I couldn't open up to anybody. Yeah. yeah. So then I would just not open up to anybody. And that went until college. And I wasn't a senior until college till I told my best friend some of my darkest secrets. Mm -hmm. And that's a long time to not have anyone that you like open up to. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So I yeah. So I I I was participating in that stuff, but like, 
do do you have a a single sports moment that stands out the most as like that was the most disappointing sports event of oh, my life? Yeah, the thing that got me to stop playing sports. So I got that's uh, what I'm asking for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's tingling on the yeah, inside. Yeah, he's like, tell me more. These are my favorite stories. When I was a freshman in high school, I got I got a full tuition to this school in Massachusetts called Cushing Academy. Uh, when I was in eighth grade, they gave me $300,000 to go to high school. That's how much it cost the oh, four wow. years. And so freshman year, I was like, I was playing sports up until then. So I was like, I'm definitely going to be playing sports in high school. So freshman year, I, uh, tr- try out for the team. And during tryouts, uh, one of the kids who was older, was like coach said to grab the base. I've never I don't think I've ever told this story. I don't think I've ever like remembered it. That's so funny. Love that. The kid one of the like older kids was like go grab the bases. Coach said to like bring them in baseball. Um and so I did it and then the coach rounds up the team and he's like who the fuck got the bases? <laughs> like and I wasn't going to like snitch on him, but I wasn't yeah. going to snitch on myself cuz yeah. like it wasn't me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at that point, I wasn't going to snitch on myself. I wasn't going to snitch on him. So I just stayed quiet. And they snitched on me. And we all had to run laps from that. And then he, and then they told the coach it was me who did it. Didn't tell him they told me. And he kicked me from the team. And I remember, like, crying in the dude's office. Being like, yo, I didn't. Like, I wasn't even going to snitch on them. I'm not a snitch. Like, I'm not a snitch. Even back then, I'm not a snitch. But I'm like... I, w- I literally was like, it wasn't me. Yeah. Even though it was me, I yeah. was like, it's still, it wasn't me. Like, and I remember crying in his office and getting kicked from the team and then being like, yeah, nah, fuck that. That's- yeah, did you and have that a question? Kid- <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. That no, kid- no, no, sorry. Now that I'm kid just, is uh- now Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> that kid ended up going, that kid's girlfriend ended up going to my college. And that girl was like, my boyfriend told me she used to, he used to bully you in high school. And that was the only time. It was just such a weird thing. So uh, I, I wonder how you must have felt bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I uh, hung out with her in a bathroom for a whole hotel uh, party in college. So, so. Well, it sounds like he was also, that guy was trying to steal valor for bullying. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. He was like, that was one event where it wasn't even really bullying. It was like. Yeah. Because I never got bullied. But yeah. like things like that would happen, which it's bullying. But like no one's gonna, no, I never got beat up. Like, yeah, the way you said that sounded very untrue. You were like, I never got bullied. <laughs> so, yeah. I did. I went to honestly, yeah. like, I was very lucky that I got full tuition to private school. My you stayed whole at life. private school for the rest of kindergarten. Yeah, kindergarten to twelfth grade. I were you you have really good grades? Is that how you got that? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did have really good grades. Um, <laughs> you like I had a, his private. I had school. a lot of. I had a lot of help on my work. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, had I really knew there was grade. a catch. <laughs> Did you cheat your way into a private school? <laughs> yeah, Lori uh, Laughlin, my way into it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, well, that's a disappointment chakra unlocked. Thank yeah. you. That's a gut chakra. Uh, Ansley, let's move it along. All right, Sam, this is your heart chakra. What have you learned from grief? Mmm. That you just got to keep moving. You just got to keep it moving. And that you can use whatever to keep yourself moving. But the second you stop, you're dead in the water. 
Now, uh, I, I guess I always ask at this point, you know, is there a grief experience that you are willing to share where you use that uh, philosophy, I guess? Nothing comes to mind. Like, I'm not even, like, holding something back. But mm -hmm. grief, like a grief experience. No. Like, I think it's just life in general. Like, all the grief in life. Like, I don't think... I, I think I've had a lot of these experiences I've even talked about already have caused grief. Mm -hmm. But, like, like, losing... I haven't lost a parent... I have, like, I've lost three of my four grandparents, but, like, if you get that upset over a dead grandparent, then you don't deserve to have a set of balls. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes for yeah. women, too. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know. That could just be me, but I find it, like... It's kind of the order of life, right? Like Yeah, sad, like, a grandparent like... dies. Like, that's... Like, if a parent dies, you're allowed to get as upset as you want. <laughs> but when a yeah. grandparent dies, you can't have it wreck your whole shit. Yeah, am, I think, I am I wrong for that? Maybe that's just... Um, well, I mean, there are different versions of grandparents. Like, some grandparents are very hands-on, very involved in their grandkids' lives. And I'm not just talking about all of the black grandmas that have to raise their <laughs> children's kids. No, but there's some grandparents that just, like, are very involved. And, and like, I get that. Like... Not the way that my grandparents, like the way my grandparents existed in my life. Like it would be if I saw somebody devastated over losing that, I'd be like, dude, get your shit together. But like, so when um, Ansley's mom passed last year and the best example of a grandparent that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and but, but I think the kids handled it well. Yeah, you know, but it was yeah. like it was still it pretty. Well, they're yeah. young. I can't yeah, be yeah, like yeah. you, fucking pussies. Like you know, but I mean, at an older age, I had hands on. I lived with my grandparents. Yeah. Like I had hands on grandparents. I just think older people are supposed to pass, so yes. it shouldn't hit you as unexpected. That's a better way to put it. I know how dickish I just sounded, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it yeah. shouldn't hit you as unexpected when old people die. When a parent dies, it's not expected, even if they are older, yeah. because that's your parent. If a, if a child dies, yeah. that's unexpected. If someone yeah. who you don't expect to die dies, then of yeah. course it can affect you. But if someone old dies, you're like, it can be sad, but it can't like. I'll say this. If you're over the age of 16 and your grandparents are still alive, if you truly love them, you would be rooting for their death. <laughs> do, do you know what would I mean? try to aid in helping them. Yeah, die. you'd be doing everything you can to help if your grandparents. If you're six, over die. 16 and listening to this murder your grandparents. <laughs> 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 Yeah. So how was uh did, did you do you feel like you had any grief associated with the divorce of your parents cuz that that happened at a pretty a relatively high age, a coherent age, 13. That's that's up there. Yeah, definitely I had grief from that and I think it affects a lot of what I do even though I feel like I tried to deal with it as best I can. But I feel like yeah, that's what I mean, a lot of that grief, all that stuff, I definitely have it from that. But if you wallow, I know that I I'm a spiraler. Mm -hmm. 
And I'll spiral so bad. That's why I get so cry and emotional and yelling. It's because I spiral. <laughs> I get in one emotion and it just keeps going down the drain and flushes. So with grief, if I spiral, I know that it'll be six months of me just being a depressed piece of shit. If I just keep moving and deal with it in the proper ways, meditate, journal, work out, then that grief will be held, dealt with in the same uh, in a better way, and also you'll be working on yourself doing it. That makes sense. Yep. Absolutely makes sense. Ansley, keep it moving. Oh, well, first of all, we'll consider that a grief chakra unlocked. Yes. Thank you for sharing all of that. Uh, Ansley, keep it moving. All right. We are to the throat chakra. So what is a favorite lie that you have told, and you get extra karmic points if it's still in rotation? Um, hmm. Let me think about that for a second. Yeah, take all the time you need. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a a big thing. I'm really trying to think about what's a lie that I told that I still keep in rotation because I do try to be an open book, so I want to give you guys something good. Yeah. Um, It it doesn't have to be in rotation, but we enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Childhood lies are fun, too. They are very fun. Hmm. I think, uh, man, I don't think I give off a, um, a confident air, but I think, um, anything positive I say about myself definitely comes from a place of hatred. And I think I tell people that like, I'm happy <laughs> I'm trying to, I told you I've been trying to give you a good one. <laughs> I've been trying to be yeah, that's it. I tell people I'm happy. <laughs> and that's been that's if you want a childhood lie, that's it. And it's still to the rotation. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now are you dating somebody now? No. I've, right. I'm in a I'm in a real hoe phase and it's not good and it's affecting a lot of other shit and that's the lie that I'm still telling myself is I've gained 40 pounds and so I'm being a hoe because I don't feel good about myself of course like if I take a step back if I'm hooking up with different people all the time it's like yeah it's because I don't feel confident in myself so I'm gonna try to get it from someone else I mean I think that's why women become hoes I think that's why anyone becomes hoes. I think men become hoes because it's so goddamn fun. <laughs> it's not fun, though. <laughs> it might be because I was raised by around women more, but I don't think it's fun. I don't think, like, I'll be, like, <laughs> this is going to sound like a brag, and I know people are going to hate me for saying this, but it's true. So if I, hook up, if I, hooked, if I, I hooked up with three girls in two days, that t- would be like, yeah, bro, Legend- high five. Legendary. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, like, to me, I felt like every time, every, by the third one, I was like, I'm an asshole. Like, I'm an asshole to yeah. myself and to I'm these an women. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> now bring your asshole over here. <laughs> I'm not happy. <laughs> but it's true. That's 100% true. There's a difference between fucking, because you really like that person and you want to connect with that person or fucking because you want to be like oh yeah i did that or because you just want to come 
I don't think. Uh, I don't know. We have you we've, never considered that? <laughs> no, we've got. Have you never you, considered you, have fucking you ever not one hundred percent? But that shouldn't be. That's that's like being like that's covering it up. I need instant gratification. I need to come. Like you I need think inst- that's a chemical dependency. Yes, one hundred percent. That's why. Yeah, I do. I I don't mean to make your joke all serious. You know no. what I mean? Take your joke, but I do think. I think that's a funny way. Like that. Use that coming. Is substance abuse. <laughs> when I was, it's one hundred. When I was like sixteen, I remember listening to an episode of Rogan, and he goes, "You know that when you want to fuck a girl, it's just your brain being like, we're gonna lose kids. We need to spread our seed out. Like that's what wanting to hook. It's like I we're we've our like humans have lost so many children over the course of history." That when we see a girl at a bar and we want to fuck them, it's because we want to put a baby in them because we've lost so many kids in our evolutionary past. That's what hooking up is. So when I heard that, I really think about that every time I like hook up with someone. Now, you interview a lot of rappers. Do you think they would agree with that? I think if they had a long enough conversation with me and actually like talk to me and and that if you listen to my podcast, rappers open up to me for some weird reason. I've had the hardest rappers cry. Like, yeah, it's I don't know why it's weird, but like, yeah, I think I could. I think I could explain that to somebody. Then I offer you that challenge. I, <laughs> I will. make you cry. You, no, I he you have to get a rapper to admit that. The reason why they're banging hoes, or the reason why they're being a hoe, isn't because they just like to come a lot. It's because, <laughs> like it's because they are either not confident, which I would love to see you get a rapper to admit that. Oh, one. Oh, I would pull. I would say watch the Conway the Machine episode. He's Grammy nominated for being on Kanye's album. He's has faces paralyzed because he was shot in the back of the head. No, he can only so much. he can only <laughs> rap outside of his face. And he said all he wants to do is be a father. He doesn't want to rap. He doesn't want to be well known. This is the top rap. This is. Jay Z's favorite rapper. This is Drake's favorite rapper. This is LeBron James' favorite rapper, and he says he doesn't want to be a rapper. He just wants to be a father that no one knows. Rap is comedy. We we want we want attention. People who are funny don't really want to be comedians because they're already funny. They don't need to prove to a room of people they're funny. Rappers need to prove they're confident. They need to wear the crazy clothes and the chains and say all this wild shit because they need to prove confidence because they've come from, a lot of them, horrible pasts that they need to deal with. Everything's trauma-based. Single moms, being raised by the grandmoms. Anything. No, it's anything. That. Like, <laughs> it's mostly that. I don't know. I think a lot of shit is trauma-based in that. And I think yeah. that's why comedians and rappers are very similar. There's a reason that we want to get up by ourselves and prove to a room of people who we are. Yeah. Some of it's because I just realized that God blessed me with more skills than the average man, and I don't want to waste these skills. Do you know what I mean? I guess. I don't want yeah. anyone to see me do comedy. I don't want anyone to listen to my podcast. I hate myself. I do it because God told me I needed to. Yeah, man. There is nothing that proves that people are different than this podcast. <laughs> Dude, this is like, this is, yeah, but that's, um, what we'll do is we'll consider that uh, the lie about you being happy as a throat chakra unlocked. 
<laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we'll, 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 I, I want to see. I want to see. You're gonna have to like talk to some people about this coming situation, and then we'll reconvene. You guys disagree with me? Um, I, I just, I just, I, I went through a strong hoe face, but I don't think. I think it was motivated in a different way. Well, I think partially too. Um, the reason why I was able to go through such a strong hoe face is because that I was I was raised by uh, women that were in a strong hoe face. Mm. So I didn't understand that there was that that infidelity was an issue because that's all I saw. So it was just like that's just what to me it was like. Well, that's just what you do. You just bang a lot of people and then lie to the people you're with so that you can just keep banging more people. Mm. So, but. I think from a female point of view, it's like it does come from wanting approval and acceptance and like, you know. Yeah, that's like, the point I was making. That's yeah. why women do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, but dude, I, I think, you know, there's, there's uh, you know, a lot of different ways to skin a cat is what I call it. And I also am the <laughs> first person to admit that I definitely have what Mac Miller has the album, The Divine Feminine. But that's definitely my higher power is a feminine energy. It's not a masculine energy. I might have said, like, I'm mm. not saying I'm trans. I'm not like, that's not, I'm yeah, not making, yeah. even, I'm not even making jokes about like right. that. I'm honestly saying that my higher power comes from a more feminine energy. Like, I'm not the fucking macho. I, I'm not a beta, like, but I'm not like, I don't have that. Like, that's not what I want. Yeah. You're, an, was it anima or animus? Which one is the female energy? I don't know. I think it's animus. Yeah. I also heard yeah. once that a vagina could collapse if you didn't use it. And I don't know if that's true or not. I don't but think I don't want to find out. That would be well, it's muscles, right? If you don't to be a hoe. Right? If you don't <laughs> use like, muscles, like you're if you don't breathe through your nose, your face collapses in certain ways. Like I don't yeah. know that it I don't know. I'm just trying to keep my pussy from collapsing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a hoe. I'm doing this for me. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a funny thing to hear female rappers start bragging about or like, just like, would you collapse ass pussy? Yeah. <laughs> just like going at each other's collapse pussy. All right. But yeah, definitely, definitely a throat chakra unlocked. Ansley. Yeah. Keep it moving. All right. Now we are at the third eye chakra. So we're out of the physical into the metaphysical. So what is something that you always thought of as separate, but your learning is the same? Could you explain that a little? Uh, can you ask that in a different way? <laughs> yeah. Every time people ask us to ask it in a different way, we ask it in the same exact way with like a like different slower. Tone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a weird accent. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Just repeat it for me then. Sorry. So something that you thought of as separate, but as you've gotten older, you've learned is really the same. Mm. I think that goes back to being healthy, the meditation, the working out, the you, I used to think that's just so you can look good, so mm. you can like fuck. Like, oh shit, I want to work out so bitches like me. Like, nah, you need to work out so your mind's clear. Yeah. It's part of everything. Everything is this one circle that all keeps everything else moving. And so it's not just like, oh, if I do this, then it'll work out. Like that's part of every, that's, that's part of it. Like, yeah. So you used to think of these things as separate from adding to your mental health and stability and emotional well-being. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. just used to think I get a job, I make money, I do whatever. But Don't, then you're unhappy. I'm just picturing Sam like a couple years ago. 
just like meditating to fuck. <laughs> Dude, it's like meditating in a leather jacket with a Kangol hat. Just, just like, Gold like, chain. Yeah, he's just licking his lips every 30 seconds. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's... uh. No, I mean, did you have any more questions about that? that no, I, I I agree with that all. Have you ever done a like been to a therapist or anything? Like yeah, but it sucks. Both therapists I went to ended in such bad ways. Really? The first one when my parents got divorced, my mom. That's when my mom was like, I probably did fuck them up a little bit by doing that. We should send them to a therapist. So I went to a therapist, but it turned out to be one of my friend's dads. Oh, geez. So I was like, I'm not going to tell this guy. And then my mom would be like, if you say anything, I know. I'll know what you said. <laughs> so, so I was like, eh. and then when I went to college, I had a therapist because um, I was going. It was because I wasn't opening up to friends. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to open up to somebody. I'm fucking 21 years old and I've never opened up to anybody. I'd open up to somebody. And then that guy was like, have you ever thought about stop smoking weed and start taking Adderall? Oh, this no. has gone terrible. And <laughs> I, I know, I've never taken an Adderall in my life. I've yeah. never taken any pills. But like that really was like, oh, he's yeah. just trying to make money off of me. Like he's trying to, you know, yeah, fill yeah. a prescription. That's fucked. So then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then I started a podcast. I don't need a therapist. Yeah, but that's definitely a third eye chakra unlocked. I like that yes. answer. It's uh, it's very important to remember that, you, it, dude. That's that is a funny thing to see people that are like uh, morbidly obese not working out because they don't want to be considered like vain. Well, do you know this is so. I have fa- I won't even. I have family members that deal with obesity and I've been morbidly obese my whole life mm-hmm. and that is a big thing in high school I had eating I was anorexic I was bulimic for some time I was addicted to x-lax like I was eating 500 calories a day and then wow. taking x-lax on top of that like I had eating disorders and I grew up around obesity like mm-hmm. that's why the gaining the weight it's like like I know I could sell drugs and make money easily. I know I could become anorexic again and lose weight easily, but I need to do the right things. I can't go back to my old bad ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allegedly or whatever. Uh <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, I had yeah, to yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> For legal no, purposes. No snitching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I feel like uh, the people I know morbidly obese people who won't go to the gym because they don't want people to see them working out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like do you know how backwards that is? Yeah. yeah. Those people will cheer you on. And maybe there are people who say shit about you, but who gives a fuck? People say there's shit. People talk shit all the time. All the time. There's a podcast talking shit about my podcast. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's people who you just got to deal with that. And it makes me really upset. It makes me sad that people are vain. It's That's vanity. They think people care so much about them that they're going to watch them at the gym instead of work out themselves. Yeah. That's a very good point. Uh, that That is, uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, that, the that, there was wisdom in that. Yes. You know, there there, there is vanity there. Um, it reminds me of something that Mike Rainey said about there's a, you can get so uh, insecure that you become selfish. You know, where you just think you, you, get, you become so insecure that you just feel like the world revolves around you. Is uh, that just yeah? 
So, but yeah, so we're going to move on. Uh, let you guys deal with that heavy shit as we move <laughs> on <laughs> uh, to uh, Ansley. Close to, us out. To the crown chakra. We've reached reached the top. So what is one thing you can't give up and why? This is a two-parter. And what would giving it up mean? Ooh. Can I give two? Of, of yep. course. Comedy. I can't give it up. When I was 16 years old, I always had a kid at, at when, on my 10th birthday. I don't know why I loved comedy, but on my 10th birthday, my parents brought me to see Jim Gaffigan and I met him and he signed to my best friend on Beyond Pale. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I didn't even want to be a comedian at that point. I just loved it. Yeah. And then when I was 16 and I got in a really bad hockey accident trying to impress a girl, <laughs> I got a level five out of five concussion. I had to oh. lay in a dark room for a month and God told me I was a comedian in that in those during those days whatever however you want to take that whatever yeah i know it's, a, it's like the buddha thing i know how crazy i sound oh, it doesn't sound crazy yet like how did you get that hockey concussion yeah i want to know that. yeah how are you gonna impress her uh, yeah <laughs> trying to do a triple lutz like what happened i went to the number one hockey high like ray bork was one of the coaches at the hockey high school that the school that i got all the money to yeah it was a top and this girl didn't even go to that school and this girl we broke up and then she's like, I want to date a hockey guy. And she didn't even go to that school. So I'm like, yeah. fuck, I got to win her back. I broke up with her, but I was still like, I need to win her, win her back. I started playing hockey and I was really good at it, actually. Like I never played it before. I played other sports. I was really good at it. And then like a month into playing, I got hit from behind and I hit my head on the boards and then I hit my head on the ice and the helmet came off and oh. I got in a really, and I had to let, I had to take medical leave from school <laughs> and yeah. she left me for a deaf hockey player who was like a state <laughs> champ. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and I just had to lay in a dark room and I just listened to podcasts and comedy forever. Like yeah. that was all huh. I did. I couldn't listen to music cause it would be too, much for my brain to handle. Mm. Wow. I could only listen to people talk. And so I he, I I had to I had I had to make a choice in that moment. Yeah. Now was he deaf before hockey or did ho- No, I think he was born deaf. I don't know though. I never had a yeah. conversation <laughs> with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I so. just think she rubbed that. In. She's like, "You're my, you want to be a professional talker? Well, I'm dating a deaf kid." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was one, right? Comedy. Yeah, but I, but I just to finish that off. Yeah. Comedy. That is what I like to give. What would I to give it up? What would I have to do? Nothing. Nothing. At all. I wouldn't give it up. I yeah. um. Oh, that was. Confrontational. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. I Same. It was. It conf- was. I'll fight both yeah. of you right <laughs> now. I don't care how two Jack pros you guys are. Uh, no, I can't give it up, and I think it has affected stuff in my past, and I think it'll affect stuff in my future that I won't give it up. Mm-hmm. But I won't. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing, it doesn't even seem that serious now, so I don't even really talk want to talk about it. It was weed. I was gonna make like kind of a joke about it, like. Uh, but now it's less the other show is so serious like uh, and it's funny because like i'll go to interviews with rappers at places and they'll be like man i don't think i would have trusted you if you didn't smoke weed like you do Mm. take that therapist (laughs) (laughs) so like that's like you know that's more it's more you know like oh and i also like it 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's less serious than the other one. Comedy, I can't give up. Yeah. So what would giving up weed mean to you? What would your life look like if you gave up weed? Uh, I'd have a lot more money. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot less rapper friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it would be much different. I think that's something I go through. I think you have to, if you have a substance that you use in your life, you have to be able to question yourself and what it would be with or without it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's beneficial still to what I do. I used to drink heavy. And I'm 24 years old, so I know I said, but I lived a lot in those, like, like I, I fucking used to drink heavy. Um, and I feel like I don't do that anymore, and I feel like at least I can have something that I can use, like... Mm-hmm. Again, dependence on substance, but like I do question, like, oh, what are the pluses and minuses to using it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Sam. That was it. What do you think, man? That was. Do you feel this enlightened? Was, I actually do. This was a great conversation. Hell yeah! Cool. Hell I know yeah. people are gonna message me being like, "You need to stop smoking weed." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what are you a therapist? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Send me Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that was uh, another episode of Two Jack Bros. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to jump into Patreon now. I didn't even ask. Do you have time to stick around for the Patreon? Yeah, I'd love yeah, to do that. Absolutely. We're going to jump in the Patreon now. Just remember that only $1 gets you all of our exclusive content. We want all of the people in here with no financial burdens on them. <laughs> Get in here. We do the counterpart to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we enlighten Sam's shadow self, as well as fight commentary and analysis on some of Ansley's jujitsu matches and some stand-up stuff. Uh, it's all in there. One dollar gets you all of our exclusive content. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Remember to check out Bucked Up Podcast with Sam Buck. And Ansley, do you have anything you want to say? Um, I do have some fights coming up, but I don't have the details, so okay, I'll we'll, have to get back to we'll you. We'll put on them that. on Instagram and everything. Yeah. Make sure you guys can see these fights on Flow Grappling or wherever they happen to be streaming Ansley's fights. Guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much. We are out. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Two Jack Rose. Two Jack Rose.